Betches Media presents At Betches, a podcast hosted by Betches co-founders Aileen Drexler, Jordana Abraham, and Sammy Sage. Before they were business partners, they were close friends who've known each other since elementary school. On Wednesdays, we wear pink. Get to know the women who've been making us laugh since 2011. Who allowed you to take my breath away? This is At Betches. This is going to be just like senior year, except for funner. Hello, and welcome back to the At Betches podcast. I'm Aileen. I'm Sammy. And I'm Jordana. And today we have a lot to talk about, including some great pop culture stories to discuss. But first, I have to say, I was listening to the Died Starts Tomorrow episode with the both of you on it. And I really like the conversation, especially when you guys are together. I'm always like, I have something to say. <laughs> like, I can't. Should we do a threesome episode? Yeah. Maybe. That'll well, be that, fun. But I guess this. Isn't that this podcast? Good. No, but about food. We'll do an app okay. takeover of Dice Arts tomorrow. That, haven't we? No, that'd be so I fun. I've been, I've been on it maybe when in the past. When Sammy and I would interview you, but that would, this would be, that would be a different conversation because then we'd all just be talking. Okay. While we're talking about food, I literally can't stop <laughs> thinking about... Well, wait, what were you going to say first? I was going to say that I really thought your conversation about being lazy was very interesting. And now because I wasn't on the podcast, I'm going to add in my own thoughts. If you haven't listened to that episode, it's the most recent episode of Diet Starts Tomorrow with Sammy and Eileen. Is it subscription? Or I think it it's subscription. I think I that's think a subscription, subscription one. one. Well, you should subscribe then because I'm a subscriber. It's DST um, back for seconds. Like Rebel Wilson for you up. <laughs> exactly. You should subscribe. Um, and you guys are talking about being lazy. And I remember talking to my therapist about that same thing. And he said something that I thought was really interesting, which, which is like, there's no such thing as lazy. It's just unmotivated. So it's like, instead of like telling yourself you're lazy and you can't do this and it's about you, it's more like, why am I not motivated to do this? And like looking at that reason, either changing your motivation or changing the thing you want to do because you're never going to be motivated to do it. And I just thought that was like a much better way to phrase yeah. laziness, more optimistic. Also saying like you're feeling unmotivated versus like you or, or you're feeling lazy, like it's rather than like you are and then it just like becomes your persona, which it like did for so long because right. I just kept getting told that I was, even though like I'm so not. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say any of us are like lazy. I mean, I guess here's the thing. Also, I don't <laughs> think it's like a binary thing. I think yeah. it's like Sometimes feeling- you are. Yeah, or I'm lazy when it comes, fine. I'm lazy when it comes to like putting my shit away. Like I'm very disorganized, right? Or in my mind, fine. I'm unmotivated. I'm unmotivated. Like, you procrastinate. Yeah, I'm unmotivated to put my shoes away. But like in a different area, maybe I'm not. Is that really even like laziness though? I almost feel like there are certain words that are- they're sort of like 90s words. Like they're charged with, <laughs> yeah. they're charged with so this chewy. like, <laughs> it was like, yeah, but yeah. they're charged with this like almost like boomer-esque definition of them. And they- Give me another example. Like heavy. No, that, that's not really a good, ex- that is a boomer-esque word, but that's not, ex- that's not a good example. Hold on. Let me think of spoiled. Like mm-hmm. you're okay. spoiled. So like you have all these like parents who would call their kids spoiled but it's like they didn't just it's not genetic to be spoiled like you're not brunette you know it's it's so it's like there's these sort of like very like almost moralistic terms that i feel like were kind of really used in our in our childhood that have this like really negative charge to them and it's like if you're lazy or you're like you know spoiled overachiever and, what overachiever yeah That's overachiever yeah well, well no, like, it has negative connotation. It. Yeah. Right. It's like, There's oh. There's these sort of like terms that make you feel like you have like failed morally, I think, in some way. And when in reality, like they sort of just skip over the reason why someone might be unmotivated. Like unmotivated is such a mm-hmm. less charged word than lazy. Right. And it doesn't make it about you. It makes it about the ta- the thing that you're feeling unmotivated about do you know what i mean it feels more temporary and like more temporary like it's not like you are inherently lazy whereas i feel like some of these terms make you feel inherently something you know inherently like like you're a little piggy kind of thing yeah 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 Yeah. okay and you're saying like veruca salt bossy is one you're bossy it's like all these put down words for women (laughs) Yeah, it's basically. Anyway, how'd that happen? Well, I know boys can be spoiled too, but sure. you didn't usually hear boys. You don't hear that about called spoiled. You don't hear spoiled brat about boys. I guess, but then you hear like you hear like other negative words about boys. Like you're a little terrorist. 
<laughs> That's true. <laughs> Maybe. That's not- You're a terrorizer. Yeah. A menace. That, which is also probably not a good thing to instill. Like they're both kind of like totally uh, bad. I guess the moral story, watch what you call your kids. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just like may- like maybe being careful to like use words that sort of like mean that they are inherently that quality versus something that can be more passing or like correct. Right. I'm glad you listened to DST yeah, non-parenting by Sammy <laughs> and me. Yeah. And Eileen's like, you guys um, don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, it's true. Yeah. All the parenting shit is like literally like 180 from all the stuff that we did. Right. Our parents did. I always found it weird when parents would call kids spoiled because it's like, you're actually just insulting what you did. Yeah. You're you the, spoiled you're, them. You spoiled like, they didn't. They didn't like right. come mm-hmm. out of the womb like requesting 75 Hanukkah presents. Speaking to nobody. Like. <laughs> Speaking not from experience. Yeah. Um, for a friend. <laughs> okay. Like, let's talk about other things, like things that are going on in our lives. First of all, it is so hot outside. It oh, my is God. a fucking heat storm. What do you think is the ideal temperature outside? Like, Have we run out your- of topics? No, I'm, 75. Just, I'm just wondering because sometimes I feel like I'm just in this swing of like, it's not, it's too cold and it's too hot. Like, what is the like... Are we talking this about on vacation per- or... This is the perfect day. Well, what... What? How does it change? Seventy-five. No winds. <laughs> Overachiever. She's raising her hand. Sorry. Seventy-five. No wind. wind. No wind. Or seventy-eight. Seventy. Seventy-eight to eighty with a nice light breeze. It depends if my no plans humidity. are the beach. Yeah. Or like beach. I want to go walk. Low eighties are good. I think the seventy to eighty range is safe. Is is a safe range, and then That's other good- factors can. 70 to 80, like, great for, like, I'm frolicking around the city. I'll go with a, with a 76. Okay. Yeah. So I think we're all in the same range. <laughs> Low you know, humidity. Maybe, maybe the differences are due to our own inherent body temperatures. You know, Possible. like, you like it. Who knows? But it's just, like, so humid and it's, like, hard to breathe outside. Yeah. I, I, went, out, I went out at 730 this morning to get my ovaries checked. And, um, <laughs> and it was sweltering. I was like, how is it so hot at this hour already? I went for a walk and I like on my Apple watch, I checked my heart rate and it was so high because it was so fucking hot. I feel like it's been a very hot summer, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just been in the hot UK, also. I don't. Yeah. And in the hit UK. like a record. I'm excited. I'm going to Chicago for the UF show on Monday and it's going to be like in the range we just talked about. So not That's to great. brag, but <laughs> <laughs> not to brag about the weather that you <laughs> Listen, we all know that scratchy PJs can make a cranky kid. I want my kids to be comfy when they sleep and are rested in the morning. And that's why I snuggle them up in Little Sleepies. Little Sleepies makes award-winning bamboo PJs that moms rave about. I am said mom. I am obsessed with Little Sleepies. They are so, so, so soft. I just got one that was the Checkmates Zippy for my son, Lucas. It's so adorable. And it's limited edition, so everybody go check it out. Little Sleepy's Zip Romper Pajamas, aka Zippies, the ones that I got, were designed with thoughtful details like fold-over feet, mittens, and a double zipper to make the the middle-of-the-night diaper changes easier. Made from the buttery, soft, custom-milled Luna Luxe Bamboo Viscose, their Zip Footy Pajamas are gentle on sensitive skin and babies with eczema. But what parents rave about the most? How long they fit. And Little Sleepies makes the best baby shower gift. They have inclusive sizing from preemie to adults 3X. There are also nursing and pregnancy-friendly styles available for adults. So try a pair of Little Sleepies today. Fair warning, you'll never go back. You can try Little Sleepies for yourself by visiting littlesleepies.com. Plus, get 15% off your order on littlesleepies.com with code BETCHES. That's L-I-T-T-L-E-S-L-E-E-P-I-E-S.com with promo code BETCHES. Let's talk about some pop culture. What do you guys think? Let's do it. I think the biggest headline news in news or pop culture news is that J-Lo and Ben Affleck got married, like actually married in Vegas. And she released her statement on her subscription newsletter. (laughs) As as you do. On on the the (laughs) J-Lo. And I clicked it and like the branding was very interesting to me. It was like a subway. Like the letters J L O were like subway letters. Like the, I thought that looked cool. And it was She's Jenny like from very, the block. She's yeah, but Jenny it was like very block. interesting branding. Like I felt it was like something like, you know, 
not her aesthetic. Yeah, it's just like she just designed it <laughs> and then posted it. I was more like weirded out that she like posted a newsletter like along with her wedding announcement, but the wedding was like this Vegas wedding. There were a lot of things that I had to absorb, but in a weird way, I'm like not as interested as I thought I could be, but I do think she looked gorgeous. Like I was just like, you are the most beautiful woman I think maybe ever. That was, yeah, that was basically my impression yeah, of, she looked, of the she whole looked really. Also, she looked so happy. Yes. He genuinely. was making some weird faces. I thought in the pictures in like the bathroom that she posted. Here, yeah. I, I wasn't into like the, the vibe I was getting from him, but she looked great. She looked really happy. Eileen, do you remember when you thought it was a PR stunt? Do you still yeah, think it's a PR yeah. stunt? No, no. I feel it's real. <laughs> Even though she was trying to get newsletter I'm subscribers. Mistaken. Well, no, I think that they're in love. Like that that message she wrote to her newsletter subscribers on the JLo, whatever. I thought it was very sweet. Like it's it was sounded like sincere. And it seems like she wrote it. It's sort of I I agree, but it did also sort of remind me like one of the letters that like Big would have emailed to Carrie that he actually just like copied and pasted from the book of love letters. It it did give me that vibe. I wonder um what they talk about. I don't know. But they were together before when they were like much younger. So I imagine that there's definitely some conversations yeah. that are happening. They must really connect. Yeah, yeah, it's like so sweet. I thought um there was a tweet that was really funny that was like, maybe the Baffleck marriage will reset the timeline and set us back to 2004. <laughs> like, that would you know, be great. Like Marvel right. is like, there's all this like oh, multiverse, yeah, like switching the timelines. Like it will correct the timeline. Like uh -huh. that's what it is. That'd be funny. That'd be a good movie. I think it was very interesting that she changed her name. Agree. Yeah. Right? That's how you know it's real and not a publicity stunt. Although she didn't technically change her name. You can't just like no, change she, it. She like well, she, she put it on the form. form. Yeah. But I mean, I did that, but you don't have to like go through a bunch of other stuff to like fully legally takes... do it. But she seems to be like at least I almost think the public taking of the name is a bigger bigger deal deal than the legal changing of the name. Agreed. Is she gonna be J Lo Affleck? <laughs> Affleck. Well, she Jennifer is... Affleck. Was, is Jennifer Gar did Jennifer Garner change her name? Is she Jennifer? Is there two Jennifer Afflecks? <laughs> no, no, she's, she's still, Garner. No, she didn't. I just feel like they're so different. Jennifer Garner and Jennifer Lopez. Maybe he needed to go to one extreme to see that he really liked, you know, the original extreme that he had. Jennifer Aff Jennifer, um, <laughs> which one? <laughs> Jennifer Garner helped him, like, kind of, you know, calm down. I think and like find himself. I think this is all speculation, but <laughs> from the timeline of his, you know, relationships and all of that stuff, he seemed like he became sober after their divorce and all of that stuff and then brought him back to J-Lo Affleck. Because like, I think we talked about this when, when J-Lo and Benifer were together the first time, they like weren't so established in their careers. Jennifer, like, if you watch ne the Netflix special, did you watch it? No. She, like, is trying to, like, prove herself over and over again. Like, and they kept, like, not choosing her and, like, not taking her seriously. And then Geely came out and it was, like, top worst movie of time. And, and they were together. They, like, met there. Yeah. And she yeah, was really good in Hustlers. Well, that that was the movie. The, the, like, the movie was about the fact that, like, she didn't, she got really snubbed from the Oscar. She didn't even get nominated, right? Yeah. And, she was really good. And her like She was good in Made in Manhattan, so frankly. She was good in fucking wedding <laughs> planner. Yeah. She, she's a good she's like she's like good in the movies. She's just not like I don't know if I like I think I mean I haven't seen Hustlers, so I'm gonna maybe I should before making any judgment, but I just don't think of her as like the Oscar type of actress. I think of her as like the rom com. Yeah. I thought the movie I mean, was good, but I think about get Oscar vibes from that movie, right? Like it was well, like, I think that's because it's not like typical Oscar bait. But I think regardless, I think let's say J-Lo Affleck is a triple threat. And I would say <laughs> acting is her third ranked threat. Like I would say dancing, singing, and, mm -hmm. and I would acting. like that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Like, and that's okay. Like, but she can clearly still act. She can, I think she's a performer. She can pull it off. Like, I think the yeah. top thing is that she's a performer. And like, what's what was the most memorable part of that movie was her performance, like when she was on the pole. Like, that was very, that was the most memorable part. And she like showed how like, that was really difficult to do. And I don't think a lot of actresses would be able to do that. If she wasn't J-Lo, she wouldn't be able to. 
But I mean, okay, think about like Catherine Zeta-Jones won an Oscar for Chicago because of her dancing. Like that wasn't really because of her, like her dancing and singing. That wasn't really because of her like acting, you know? I guess you're right. Like maybe. She hasn't won a, like an acting award. Well, I think also Chicago is like more respected because it's like. The story. You know, it's, it's more famous. And also like the topic, the subject matter, like. That's a that's why people like think the Oscars is like so elitist because a movie like Hustlers or a movie that isn't doesn't I mean, it's sort absolutely of, elitist. All the yeah, award shows yeah. are. Yeah, uh, the Oscars is the most elitist of them. Yeah, for sure. For sure, it really is. Like the Golden Globes is a little more like chill. I think. Yeah, well, they have TV and like drama and comedy, and they really have more respect for the different trades. I think the Golden Globes. <laughs> I've always enjoyed the Golden Globes more, also because they like sit at tables. You can tell they're having fun. The Oscars is like, I mean, it's the coolest one, obviously, but, you know, not as fun. stuffy as fuck. Yeah. I feel like the idea of prestige or like the fact that it is the most prestigious kind of means it has to be stuffy. And I think that I like kind of like that. It makes me feel safer. Like Prestige and stuffiness? Yes. Like I think about that with like holding office. Like the White House should be a little stuffy. I don't want it yeah. to be. I don't that want it to be, be like like a, a people wild magazine. circus. Yeah, I don't want it to be like people to be dressed like they're going to the VMAs at the White House. Like, I like a little stuffiness for things that are feel like a little bit more. I don't know, serious. Do you know what I mean? I know what you mean because like stuffiness connotes like respect and structure in some ways. Like, there's a mm-hmm. hierarchy. There's like a process. Um, yeah. I get. I right. totally as long get as why like fair, more serious. But it's not. That's the only thing. Yeah. Right. I think I think the issue with like stuffiness and like pretension and like prestige is that like it's often sort of just like conflated with like whiteness and right. yeah. white maleness and yeah, that's very white. and so you can't like I mean you talk about like hairstyles for like people of color like that wouldn't mm-hmm. be cons- like that's part of like why that's racist yeah. because like oh the professional way is sort of just like the natural right. white way. And right. that's the whole thing with the Oscars. And they snubbed her. She says like, oh, like I do a movie that people really respect it. My performance was respected. And still I was snubbed because I'm Latina. While you can sort of, you know, kind of like, ah, well, I'm not so sure. But then you see her entire like kind of history in that movie, in the Netflix movie. You kind of see her point mm-hmm. like time and time again. She's like seen as this, you know, kind of ass, you know. <laughs> and then also like. There are definitely movies that like get nominated for Oscars that are like not as engaging or likable as something like Hustlers where people are like, this is a really good movie. I really liked it. And there's almost sort of like prestige in it being like boring or inaccessible. And if something is like like mass choice versus audience choice Mm -hmm. in terms of like Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Right. But like Titanic, for example, critics liked it. Maybe that's not even good. Whatever. Like a, a movie that you know, everyone says like, oh, that should have won the Oscar. Like I mean, critics Parasite liked it and right the audience liked it, you know? The high Rotten Tomato score on both is what yes. we want the Oscar winners to yes. be. Yes, 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 yes. What, yes. what was Hustler's critics Rotten Tomato score? Let's check. It's crazy Let's how check. much power Rotten Tomatoes has over my life. Like I will not, I have like a threshold. I don't really follow it any, that much anymore. Really? I will not watch, commit to a movie oh, unless I look okay. at the score. Interesting re-Hustlers. It had... 87 tomato meter and a 65 audience score lower audience score than interesting interesting Interesting. Hmm. okay the other thing is that like rotten tomatoes the score is not necessarily like it's based on reviews it's not on critics reviews not like yeah so i don't know if it's it's not as probably like as accurate a number as you know what i don't want to come for the rotten tomatoes algorithm before i know it it's as accurate as it could be because these are opinions. Right. That's yeah. True. It's like basically like favorable or unfavorable. And I think that's how they like Score put it, it together. Do you remember? I remember Get Out for a while, like in the beginning when it came out, that was their big commercial like selling point, like 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, 100%, which was a great movie. Did you yeah. see um, Jordan Peele as a new movie? I think it's coming out today or tomorrow. What it's called it? Nope. Oh, and I it's another I... horror movie. And it's supposed to be, it got, I think, People I are really liking it. That. Yeah. Does it look good? I didn't see like what it's about, but I'm going to watch it because I think he's a really good director and I just want to like watch it because it's him. I also saw someone tweet like yesterday, like I think Jordan Peele should be considered the best horror director because he has three horror movies and all three in a row were 
outstanding. Which, and I agree with that. Um, get out. Get and out. then the second one was Us. Or us, I liked them, a lot. Us. And then us. this is Nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Us or Pam. <laughs> yeah. And then Nope. Nope, nope is supposed to be really the third. Intense. That's really good. I saw a preview in the theater and that's where it was really intense. I haven't been to a movie theater in so long. I would be too scared to watch that in the theater, but I I do want to watch it. No, it's almost scarier to watch at home because it's like enters your safe place. Right. Yeah, but like it's not as big in front of my face. I don't don't either, but this, I don't know. I don't, horror, like when I think horror movie, I think like, I don't know, Nightmare on Elm Street. But what I like about his movies is that they're more like, there's like thinking horror. So, right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like Get Out is- It's not shock. There's yeah, there's it's a message. Thriller. What did I see in the movie theater? I saw everything, everywhere, all at once. That's what I saw in the theater. I heard that was really good. I think I, we talked about it. That like yeah. it was confusing, and then it was really good. <laughs> it like switched on you. We've all been there, trying to fit everything we might need for a trip, only to end up with a suitcase bursting at the seams. But with base, there's room for everything. 15 pairs of underwear for a weekend trip? No problem. Deciding between a few pairs of shoes? Bring them all with base. It is my go-to travel bag. I love that the bag expands because I'm a chronic overpacker and it still fits in the overhead compartment. It just makes it so much easier to travel when I know there's a special place for everything. It makes me feel like a more organized version of myself. And I love that cushioned handle. I always get compliments on it too from anyone who's helping me with my bags. Base is thought of everything you could ever want in a piece of luggage. 360 degree gliding wheels, a cushioned handle, built-in weight indicator, washable bags for your dirty clothes, and all the interior pockets you need. Their luggage comes in multiple sizes and colors, and for shorter trips, the weekender bag is super functional and even has a place to store your shoes separately. Every piece is made to look better with miles, so you don't have to worry about it in cargo or overhead. And Base has over 30,000 five-star reviews. Whether you're packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line, Base has your personal items covered. Right now, Base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting com slash Betches. Go to com slash Betches for 15% off your first purchase. That's B-E-I-S travel.com slash Betches. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Think of yourself like a bottle of sparkling water. Get too shaken up and you're eventually going to burst. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I love therapy. I've been to therapy for many years, and I love that when I have a big problem, I don't have to wait and let it fester and let it get bigger. I can start bringing it up in therapy and talk through it before it becomes an even bigger problem. Figuring out how to find coping skills when I've encountered anything that triggers me or stresses me is one of the main things that I've really learned from therapy and has helped me so much in my life. It's helped me to be a better version of myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Betches today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Betches. All right, let's talk about some TV because I feel like there's been like some really good shows coming out. Like I love when there's a momentum of shows, but then I get like overwhelmed because I can't keep up, but it's still nice. But yeah, I feel like there's been some good shows that came out recently. Have you guys watched anything? People have been talking about The Bear, which I haven't watched. Oh, I watched that. That was going to be the one that I was going to say. I loved it. Okay. Yeah, I want to hear what I you stop think that about one that. Also. And then <laughs> and the rehearsal. Also stop that one. Yeah. Rehearsal. I stopped that one. I was intrigued good. by it. Well, I will give I the feel, rehearsal another shot. I feel good that you stopped it. I feel rehearsal, better. Rehearsal is only 30 minutes, right? 45 minutes? Yeah. Well, I first wasn't in the headspace to watch it. I needed to like, I need to try it again, but- I was really excited to watch it because what I'd read about it, it seemed really good or, or interesting or unique or captivating, but I just couldn't get into it when I first tried it. What about you? My experience of watching it was, I don't know what the fuck I'm watching. Is this real? Is this fake? <laughs> and then I like- Is wanted it to real keep, or fake? It's real. Okay. That makes it worse for me. Sorry. <laughs> and it was like, so I was reading, I was like, what am I watching? And I like Googled Nathan Heller. Is that his name? Fielder. Fielder. Um, And he just like makes things really, really awkward. And I was like, okay, that makes sense because I'm deeply uncomfortable. And it was just like very interesting. But the end was like kind of a nice kind of like, it was like a very subtle punchline. 
And it was like good, but I can't see myself being obsessed with the show whatsoever. Like I don't understand being obsessed with it, but he is so deadpan funny where it's like he doesn't at all, like he just leaves room for awkwardness, like without any, like just, he just stares at you. What is it about? I clearly didn't get that far. (laughs) I mean, the whole premise is that he like rehearses, he comes into people's like home or like situations and they have, they're dealing with a dilemma and like whether they want to tell someone something, but they're so afraid to do, or, you know, they have to talk about something and they're really scared about the outcome. So Nathan comes in and recreates, like sort of makes a rehearsal for that scenario and they map out every possible like outcome and situation, makes them practice it. There's a problem solver. In a way, but there's like a lot of, there's really, really, like you have to pay attention to like it at all. It's not like action oriented whatsoever. It's all in like the subtleties, which is what I assume make it quote good, but you have to pay attention. Like you cannot be on your phone. You miss, it's not about what happens. It's really about like how it happens. Maybe I'll try it again. It's, I'm going to wait for the next episode. Would you, do you think I'll, do you think I should try it again? Would you recommend? I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to try it again. I think you have to be in the right place to, you can't be like, oh, I'm looking for a casual show so I can scroll Instagram while I'm watching it. Like you have to actually want to watch. It's like the opposite of like the show Persuasion or something, like the movie Persuasion. Did you watch that on Netflix? I didn't. With Dakota Johnson? It got got very bad Rotten Tomato scores, so I did not watch it. I kept hearing that it was bad, but then Dakota Johnson was really good. And like my mom said that, she was like, oh, she was so surprising. I remember in Fifty Shades of Grey, my mom's favorite movie. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I I was like, okay, maybe I'll watch it. It was like very short and it's a movie. And I love like the kind of like, you know, we love. Um, um, What's it called? Pride and Prejudice. Pride and Prejudice. And I just, I love like Jane Jane Austen Austen stuff. And like the last one that was done with Dakota Fanning, Elle Fanning, excuse me. What was that one? She redid like Clueless. Elle, what's a movie? Emma? Emma. Emma, Emma. Was that, was she in that, was she the person who was in that? I thought that was, um, I think the new one. That, I think Emma was, what's Gwyneth. her name? No, the one who's in Thoroughbreds. You're right. Anna Taylor Anna Joy. Taylor Joy. Jo- Joy, you're right. I don't know why yeah. I, I thought of Elle Fanning. Oh, I didn't like Emma. I watched it on a plane. I thought it was very boring. Oh, I liked it. There's nothing better than Pride and Prejudice though. Yeah, I tried to watch Pride and Prejudice. Like I even rented it from iTunes because you guys always talk about it and I'm like, okay, I didn't like it in high school. Maybe Did you read the book, just, Sammy? Did you even no, read the book? No, I did not. I didn't read the <laughs> book because I thought it was boring. Harry I thought Potter. The book, here's, I didn't read the book because I, I remember we like had a read in school. I was like, this is so boring. I don't like this book. I didn't read the book. And, and what I think is that I maybe I did. just- I read it many times. This might be an unpopular opinion, but I don't think I like Jane Austen stuff. Like, no offense to her, obviously. Quite slow. I've, yeah, I've tried it. That's the thing. Like, I've tried it a few times and I'm just not connecting- I maybe it's just not my thing. I think if you're very into like romantic, it's yeah. a very kind of like subtle in like the romantic relationship development. And also, it's like a period piece, so you get like a lot of the. That's what I didn't love about Persuasion. Like it was really quick, and Dakota Johnson was just like didn't fit entirely. Like there was a line where she was like, "He's a 10. I'm like, nobody would say this in Jane Austen. Like <laughs> that's what and, they, they did that on purpose. They like I know, tried but to I didn't it. like it. I didn't like that. It didn't. I didn't enjoy you want it to that. Be period. If it's in the period, and like the main guy that he, he like reminded me of like the guy the the alien from Men in Black. Like he wouldn't move his neck. I just like was confused, <laughs> but. I don't know. It was very superficial. But I Dakota Johnson was really pretty to watch. That was really, I think. The only movie I've liked her in is, is it The Daughter? Is oh, that the one? Yeah. yeah. Favorite Daughter. No, it's just, I don't think it's The Favorite Daughter. It's with, with she's with, what's her face? Oh, Favorite is a different movie with yeah. <laughs> Olivia <laughs> Coleman. That's a period piece. I love this that This is just movie. The Daughter with <laughs> Olivia Coleman also. Olivia Coleman, yes. Olivia lost Coleman's daughter. daughter. Lost daughter. Lost daughter. Lost daughter, yes. <laughs> Favorite daughter. <laughs> I thought she would I thought that movie was like really good. I don't know why. The Lost Daughter? Yeah. It was really good, it. but I just thought like something else would happen. But I did cry several times. <laughs> it was depressing. But anyway, persuasion, yeah, is all right. Okay. I'm watching Stranger Things from the beginning. 
Oh. Do you like it? I thought I had watch, tried watching it like when it first started and I didn't like it. But then I went back and I watched it with, we watched it with Mike. We ran out of TV and <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. I, I get good. it now. I get, it's weird to get the hype like five years after everyone else has already gotten the <laughs> hype. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Avi actually just started watching it. So that just jogged my memory. But also he has just started watching Gossip Girl from season one. <laughs> oh, wow. And every night we watch one episode, but he falls asleep before it ends. So I have now watched Blair and Chuck having sex for the first time four nights in a row. Like, And, and I also have seen that show like a thousand it's times. so funny. I remember at Cornell, like I feel like going to your room to watch Gossip Girl. You were like one of those people who like made sure that like, you had like a watching party or a watching yeah. gathering. Right. Oh, which is why the, the fact that he's the why, why the fact that he's making me watch it every night and I've now seen I've now literally seen the first the Thanksgiving episode that really got me into like eating disorders in kind of a bad way. I've now watched that um <laughs> episode several times. Yeah, it's it's a lot. And he's like, I really hate Blair Waldorf. I'm like, well, that, that's a problem. That's Sammy's <laughs> idol. <laughs> I was like, listen, she used to be my idol. <laughs> Why don't you just tell him? And I have this problem with Mike where I'm like, if you're falling, I'm like, I don't want to watch this episode five times. If you're falling asleep, say, you have to let's watch turn this. it off. Let's turn yeah. it off. And then we'll watch it when you're not falling asleep because I don't want to watch it while you're asleep and then rewatch it later. Right. I have this problem every goddamn night because he's like, <laughs> you look he over really, and you're already sleeping. You're like, what the yeah. fuck? He's like, yeah. yeah. He, I'll pause it. Are you sleeping? I'll, and you're like, no, same. no. <laughs> I'm up. Right, right. I, because I'm the one who's like in this room because like this is where I work. And then he like, you know, comes in to go to bed. And he's like, can we change the channel? And I'm like, really? So you can fall asleep in five minutes and then I'll still be awake <laughs> doing the exact same thing. So, and then he also keeps the remotes on his side. So I'm like, listen, oh, no. you've got to keep the remotes in the middle because you fall asleep in one second and I'm going straight back to either Beverly Hills or MSNBC. Like, you can't, like I can't be <laughs> There is no this. in between. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Those are the days though, like watching like good shows with your girlfriend. HBO Sunday when you used to watch uh, it like- But like watching at, shows uh, with your partner, so, ugh, like whatever. It's not the, the same. It's There's not certain, the same. Yeah. I think watching a movie with your- significant other is better because it's like you don't have to be on the same page for as many days to get through the show right like you mm -hmm. can just sit and be like we're watching this in this time and like it's our event but like now i've st this gossip girl thing is getting those are the days he's got in college gonna... we would have everyone over to watch sunday hbo together yes, in our apartment empire bored to death yes. bored to death curb and we ordered boneless wings <laughs> Yes. Ooh, yeah. And uh, corn nuggets. Corn nuggets. <laughs> disgusting. Jack's corn nuggets. When I went back to visit Cornell like a few years ago, I tried them again. They were disgusting. Yeah. And I'm yeah. not the kind of person who's like anti-gross food, obviously. Oh. They were gross. So it was like oh. the gas station mac and cheese that I got. <laughs> <laughs> what gas station? I don't even remember. Sammy, I mean, you probably took me there at some point. I don't know. It was, it was some place that I got. I really liked the mac and cheese there. And then I what went back station? as like, I think at one of the reunions, and I was like, "This is disgusting." What gas one station the, are you talking about? I loved about? our oh, Shabbat God. dinners. That's yeah, those were nice. Yeah, those you know were so was fun. We could still do that. You know, you know what was really disgusting? Yeah, someone could have a dinner party. That's like a dinner party. We have. Apartments. I'll have a dinner party. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's real? I discovered this when I was on the U Up 2019 tour. I got what's that? The sandwich place. What is it? Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's is actually kind of gross. I know they really overdo it with the bread. So much it's bread good. compared to- We used to love it. I used to get those wraps. They used to come immediately. That was also Lettuce like wraps. a big- that was Yeah, a big like big in 10 minutes and we were them. trying to figure it out. Like how do they have a truck outside our apartment? <laughs> <laughs> it really was incredible. I think they were using bikes. Is that what I'm realizing? <laughs> where, <laughs> was the, where was the factory? Yeah, like where was the factory? There's one on every corner. There was only like seven sandwiches. They probably had a cooler with like a million sandwiches in them and they would just drive around to whoever yeah, was, was ordering. just like one guy, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> and John. There was, John was the delivery guy. Jimmy was yeah. making the food and they were just like a two-man operation with a bike and a truck. Yeah, it's not I can't believe we're still trying to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay, back to shows. Okay, one other show that I didn't think I would be obsessed with, but Severance, Sammy, I, I, I watched, oh, I watched I, it too I liked late. it. You guys, oh my no one's discussed this with me. I watched this months ago. I Okay, well, I just turned it on over like the end of last week and I could not, it was slow, but I could not stop watching it. Really? It's creepy. 
and I loved it. It was like a creepy mystery. And I was just like, you, you really, it was weird to like experience liking the characters, both sides of a character as if they were like mm-hmm. one person. It was really so, in- I liked it so much more after I watched it than even while I was watching. I was like, oh my God, the show. I like, and, and then the end, I was so pissed. It was the, the end. end is really good. Yeah. Ugh. I was like, a li- I, to be honest, I was a little bored for the first part. Mike really loved it. That's so what I'm saying. It was so it. slow. Yeah. But you, I couldn't stop watching it. The end got very, very interesting. The second half was really yeah. good. Yeah. But wow, that was a show. I think it's gonna ha- should win some Emmys. I really like him. Who is he? What, Adam? Mark Scott. Adam Scott. Scott Adam. Adam <laughs> Scott. I like him a lot. He's very good. Wait, can you tell us about the bear? I'm I'm really curious because I keep um, seeing the it bear. Everywhere. I really enjoyed because I also love Lip from another word that's escaping me. Shameless. Shameless. Thank you so much. I didn't finish Shameless because it got too crazy. It but got. It did that Showtime thing. Yeah, yeah. I, it went off like you know. the deep end. But um, I loved Lip. He was very attractive, and I enjoyed watching him. So, and I love restaurant shows because I love Top Chef. So this was like, and the script was actually really good, and it's like very fast paced. It like. Reminded me a little bit like of Uncut Gems, but not as chaotic. <laughs> Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. And I just, and I loved the restaurant like setting. Actually, I love that shit. And it was just really good. And it showed like the other side of being a chef, which I've heard from a fr- Rusty's like friend who is a chef, like how not of a good workplace environment. Like it's very abusive, all this stuff. And like it kind of talks about that. And I really, really enjoyed that. And it was just really good. It was short, sweet. One of the main characters, the the girl, she was like quippy and I really enjoyed her. It was just like a good show. I really liked it. Okay. I love a good show. That's on FX. I watched it on your account, Tammy, because I can't log into my Hulu. So it's on under oh. Samantha. So you'll okay. see it's all watched. <laughs> okay, good. I'll, I'll just go back to the beginning. I would have assumed it was my mother. Sammy, who is Granby on your Hulu account? That's Eileen. Oh my gosh. No, is no, no. It? It's not Eileen. No, no, no. It's <laughs> Okay, <laughs> you know when we went to Colorado and we um, I use Sammy's Hulu account. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when we're on Peacock, I see Alexa. <laughs> well, I mean, I used to just use the one one under Samantha, and then Aileen was like, "You better make." I'm on Aileen's HBO account. I'm on <laughs> a lot of people's accounts on Aileen's HBO account. You're like, you got to make your own. She's like, she's yeah, very excited about making your own uh, username. HBO is the yeah. only account that is like mine, like that only me and Avi have profiles, like um. I've reached Max Netflix, users. Peacock, Hulu, all of that is is shared. Granby. Okay, remember when we went to Colorado and we stayed in that house in that Airbnb? Clearly, we never logged out because someone who went to Colorado. What color, who? Me, remember when Avi and I lived in Colorado oh. for a month? Oh like, yeah, during the pandemic. Okay, okay. I totally That's, forgot that you did that. that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that is the. I guess we kept ourselves logged in there. Because that house is They made themselves Granby. a username? I don't know. Granby is That's very was the name of the town. <laughs> Maybe respectful or did they get annoyed that I kept, you know, why, or did they not like that I was like is going it respectful to respectful or are you st- stealing your Netflix? Are they like violating your Netflix, your Hulu account? I don't know if they're still using it, but I just kind of ignore, <laughs> ignore it at this what point. <laughs> Change the password. Yeah, but that'd be too much and for I'll all have of to us. tell all of <laughs> yeah. you. Like, I don't right. remember it. Like, yeah, yeah the, you've had no, this password forever. Um, Keep a password. I um, <laughs> that's Granby. Just this random Airbnb. <laughs> I think it is respectful when someone helps them, but it's it's not respectful if they don't ask and they no. make themselves. A, well, maybe like, they didn't know it was yours. It was just like maybe that. Know maybe they thought theirs. it was. Maybe they thought it was like the the head of the house who has right. the Hulu and then they saw the the people. Right. They're like, oh, maybe I just make a new thing and I don't ruin the other people's watching thing. Maybe we can like, you know, use it to get, you know, a maybe free week or something through. in the Airbnb and we can all go and use my It's just funny that they there. like help themselves to a username. Like, because oh, they probably like, didn't want the thing want to, to happen where like, you know, you watch something and then it messes up that the... But like, they're not, it's your account. They shouldn't be on it, Right. I don't know if it's like the people who like own the house that's on it or if it's like whoever's staying there is now just using it as like the house again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm incredibly I think into that's cyber. True. I'm really into cybersecurity, as you can tell. <laughs> I think <laughs> you, you just right. let it go. <laughs> well, do you remember in college we would just give out the password to get into the, <laughs> to the passcode building. to get into their building? 
Yeah, like just didn't Maybe give we're a fuck. too trusting is, is well, the problem. No, I wasn't. But. Aileen's not too trusting. I wouldn't call Aileen too okay. trusting. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I am too trusting is the problem. Anyway, that's really funny because the place is called Granby. So they just helped them. That's the funny. The town they is called Granby. No, the town is called Granby Ranch, Colorado. Yeah, so they just <laughs> really just made themselves account for like the Airbnb people. You were providing free Hulu to anybody who stays at that Airbnb. Listen, it was a great Airbnb and I would love to do a girl's trip there one day and maybe they will allow that due to our generosity. Yeah. Did you ever check the account to see what they watch? No, we're going on a trip. Oh, we are going on a trip. Yeah, we are. are, We're going sort of to that area. We're going going to to Park City. City. Oh, yeah, we're going. You have a ticket booked. (laughs) (laughs) Where are we going? I'm actually speaking to the, um, you know, where, so we're going to, um, we're doing a little founder weekend at Stein Erickson in Park City, and I'm actually working on our itinerary tomorrow. You know, maybe we'll fly so. three batch airlines. <laughs> <laughs> we already we already booked Delta. Yeah, we already booked a, a non. When we can't airlines get trip. when we can't get three batch airlines, Delta Elaine would never fly a an airline run by us, even if it were run by her. <laughs> yes, even if no. it was run by her, I still don't no. think she would do it. <laughs> Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I'm Betcha's co-founder, Aileen. And as you may know, we have been in the media game for a minute. And between meetings, podcasting, dinners, etc., I need a wardrobe that works with me, not against me. And that's why Lee is a staple in my wardrobe. I recently got this white jacket, jean jacket from Lee, and I got their button down. I must say that the quality is very, very good because when you wear a button down, it is very difficult to find one that doesn't kind of come apart. And this one is not only very soft and comfortable, like I can move my arms around, but I really, really like it. It just looks really cute. And it's like Western, Western's so in right now. And then I also love the white jacket I got. It's like off white, but it has this blue stitching and it's like, I'm gonna wear it over the shoulders, perhaps on my vacation. I'm just really into it. And Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. It's a classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG and what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com, that's L-E-E.com, that's L-E-E.com to shop spring looks now. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code BETCHES20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code BETCHES20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, Newly with two U's, and use code BETCHES20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Why don't we just get a plane and call it Three Betch oh, Plane? I mean, speaking of airlines and planes, should we talk about Kylie's double plane oh, yes. situation? I'm totally joking about getting the plane. Climate lovers, don't don't worry. I don't. I, really well, want don't, I would never. I could never. I wouldn't. Fly. That's what I'm, I'm saying. I know. Scared. Aileen, I feel like even if she could 
afford it. I'm afford not it. She would not be ever. flying or helicoptering anywhere. I don't think never. I don't see you doing Again. any of that shit. I did helicopter I either. in New Zealand right. on a glacier. Not like frequently. I can see. I feel like that oh would God. not be. I mean, like unless I'm on into. the like on like I'm an actress on succession. <laughs> It feels more safe to just fly. I mean, if you're going to spend all that money, it would feel more safe to me to fly like first class and then do that new thing they have, which is called like private suite. It's basically like they turn your commercial flight into like a private flight by you just go straight to this like place where it's like a special security, a special customs, and they like walk you or drive you to the plane directly. And like you board like with your luggage and they pick you up and do it. And like you get off the Mm -hmm. same way. So it's kind of like private, but on the commercial flight it's incredibly it expensive it's incredibly <laughs> expensive but i'm saying it's even if you do that and you do i mean i've never done this but even if you do that and you fly first class it's definitely cheaper and probably maybe safer than the private flight yeah yeah private planes no bueno Kylie has two planes or i guess well, she, she has one and Travis has one. she posted a picture of them boarding in, in that airplane tarmac and yes. airport tarmac with their two planes you know lovingly next parks next to each other and she posted it and saying like you know which one what did she post yours or mine yours or mine and like people went after her it's very it's beyond obnoxious and you could just not and then and (laughs) get on the plane like just get off and just decide (laughs) you don't need you don't need the people to vote for like which place should i go in this economy kylie because she's like pointing out like first of all everyone knows that you both have a plane it's like the tacky it's the showing of it that's like so ugh. it's Maybe she was like, oh, my God, they're parked next to each other. That never happens. Like, I don't know. Maybe. Send it to your friends. <laughs> How fortuitous. Yeah, put it on your close friends. <laughs> yeah. The other thing. So then after that, like, she, she went apparently to went to Target. And, like, oh, yeah. people are calling her out for, like, you know, trying to compensate for that. But I don't really think it compensates. No, she flew. She took a three-minute flight, a three-minute private flight. That's like way worse. To Target? I'm not sure if it was to Target. <laughs> 30, but I think it, it was like 35 minutes, no? No, three <laughs> minutes. Or it was like, yeah, because it was like 35 miles away or something. She took a plane somewhere. Take a fucking Uber. She's done that a few times, I think. She has 15 people who could probably drive her. Like, I don't... She doesn't want to waste disgusting. her time. It's also like, where do you even like park the plane? Like, how do you... Don't you have to... How close are you getting to the thing that you can... That the plane is even efficient? I liked reading the uh, the comments on that. It was like, what are we recycling for? Kylie? Yes. I agree. Like, I mean, that's how I feel in general. Like, Give me back my straws, Starbucks. Yeah. Like, go after that. Kylie. The other thing that... Wait, that also reminds me of Succession. <laughs> because <laughs> when they go, like, remember when in, like, the last negotiations where they were like, you know, you no have No private to, planes. You, no private planes, like, by the company. And they were like, what? No. <laughs> that was, like, going to ruin the negotiation. They're like, you can still fly private and just not on the company. They're like, no fucking way. It's really funny. But anyway, um, then after that, I saw a headline where it's like Chris Jenner has to step in because she's worried about Kylie's like lavish spending. Like she's spending right. so much money. So then I was thinking, I don't who knows if that's Boiled true. Rat. <laughs> yeah. Who knows if that's true? So then I was like just imagining in my head, like, what is she spending so much money on? Like, what do you imagine is like her day to day spending? Well, my question is like, not I can imagine what she's spending it on, but wasn't she always spending like, why now? Why? Well, why I think it's firm? just, it's like a cleanup job. Like, you know, Chris comes in and she's just a kid. Well, also she was, you know, she, when they sold the brand to Cody, it was like the self-made billionaire days. <laughs> and maybe she doesn't have as much liquidity as she's spending. Like maybe her spending is is outpacing her liquidity in a way that Maybe Kylie will get us out of this recession. By spending? Yeah. Trickle yeah. down economics. <laughs> I think she like I think that's interesting. Maybe what could she be spending on that she wasn't already spending or that she doesn't already have? Like what else can you buy? I think it becomes almost like an addiction, I would imagine, where you have to spend more and more to get your fix because it's like, okay, this used to be exciting. Spend buying this bag, this expensive bag was exciting. Now it's like I have seven hundred expensive bags. So that's not really like exciting for me anymore. Now I need the plane. And I mean to take the plane instead of Wait, you know, that's I, like a I used thing. to just take the plane across the country. Now I need to take the plane 
50 yeah. miles from here. It's like probably, it's probably, you need more to like get that rush of like, I'm like living right. the life, you know? There is a thing that I've read about. It's like a, it's like just when you sp- start to spend money, you have to keep spending money. It's like a in order for you to stop, you have to like like really cold turkey stop. It's a thing, and I can't remember what it's an called. No, it's not an addiction. It's like a, a phenomenon that happens in your in like our behavior. Oh my God, what is it called? What is it? I know what you're talking about because I've read that actually, and I read it as compared to like binge eating. Uh-huh. Um, where people and that basically people who binge eat tend to binge spend like that's kind of a it's a parallel I think in the way that like it works in the brain where like once you're sort of like on a roll you can't stop until you stop and then it becomes easier to to not spend yeah right you have to stop like that was really hard when like we moved into the house I was just like okay I need to buy this then I need to buy that. I was like, oh, well, now I need to get this. Well, now I need to get that. And it was just, and then I was like, hold on, like, stop cold turkey. I don't need all this shit right now. It's too much shit. Like, yeah. you, know, you get the table, you need a chair, you need a fucking umbrella, the, right. you need a plate. And I'm like, I felt no, that way don't. on Prime Day. I don't need it. Yeah. Like, what can I buy? What can I buy? <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. I think that's like right before the wedding, like before your wedding, like right yes. up until your wedding, the last minute spending, I think. I remember being a lot like that where it was like, oh, just like throw in one more like extra just in case like of whatever thing, place card. Like I think that was like at the – I remember at the end just accumulating so many like small charges, whereas like in the beginning or in the middle of wedding planning, I was like much more like, oh, do we need this? Like let's plan it more. But at the end, you're just sort of like, okay, we got to make sure everything's here and it it becomes harder to stop like – oh, we'll just throw in that extra thing. Or when they ask you if at the hotel, do you want this, you know, do you want an extra, do you want a massage? Like you might not think, oh, I'll be getting, a, you might not have been right. planning to get a massage, but it's like, oh, fuck it. I'll just get a massage too. You know, that kind of thing. It says that happens when you're like in the need of control. So I guess that makes also sense with like the binge eating, like when you need a sense of control and a lot of times overspending, I'm Googling the psychology of spending, um, happens when like after a sudden event, like you might lose your job or like something happens and then you're just like, I need, I need to like sort of, it's like a compulsion, compulsion. Yeah. Compulsion. Compulsion. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is interesting, but I really just like to imagine what Kylie's spending on. I'm sure she finds some. I something. don't know. Like, where do you like shopping? I think she's buying. What more can you clothes, buy? Stuff, bags, shoot, like bags. But that so, is that is that helping her? Is, is she feeling fulfilled? I wonder. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Who knows? It's just like, wouldn't didn't she? Doesn't she have? My question is like, how does she not already have all of the like? Because there's clothes always new and stuff. the bags. Yeah, but like you get an adrenaline rush. She's just looking yeah. to get that high again. It's from a like high. Buying it's a it's a feeling of instant gratification. Yeah, I know it well. And she's probably excited <laughs> that she has now another kid to like buy a life size dollhouse for or whatever the mm-hmm. thing is. You know what I mean? Like you can right. you can get creative. That's when you, and then you're like, oh, I can throw like an insane birthday party. I'll get the rush there. I'll get the like. I'll buy a horse, whatever. Like custom stuff. Right. Like yeah. once you once you've bought everything that's like available, you can start going custom, I guess. Like then it's like, oh, maybe get Stormy like like I have six Cartier bracelets. Maybe Stormy needs that now. And then it's right. Yeah, I, I get I get it. Once you have the kid, it's like, oh, I can start with it them from scratch. <laughs> she doesn't have any she doesn't have any Chanel bags yet. Yeah. No, now she definitely does. Story. But um, yeah, we're, we're wow, yeah. that's wild. important to keep a budget. <laughs> Should we? The story. So do you think Kylie is who we're going to be sending to the Cayman Islands to? Oh, um, oh yeah. I think so. To learn He's her back, lesson. Though. He's back from the Caymans. He's been spotted in LA. I mean, I would, co- if, after that whole thing last week, I would come back for the Caymans. Because Robert Downey <laughs> Jr. Is like, is like his stan. He's supporting him. And Robert Downey Jr. is basically sponsoring him. Like he's like a, you know, one of those kids. What's a, uh, like from like AA? In an AA type N- of way? No, no. Like when you sponsor a kid from a different country. Oh, when you sponsor a child? Yeah, that's what basically, what's it called? Save the children? What do you mean when, when you sponsor a child from a different country? You know, when, <laughs> like you, when like, you pay adopt money. Well, no, when you pay money. <laughs> for an exchange student. Yeah, that's what it is. Oh. It's like 
<laughs> so yeah, he's like sponsoring him. Like he's a foreign exchange student from the Cayman Islands. <laughs> he's like making his. his he's yeah, living he's in his like house, living with him. Yeah, that's what it says. He Hammer flew back to LA to stay with Downey Jr. because of all the press in the Caymans, and he's now providing him financial assistance. Oh, the press in LA is uh, much better. Like <laughs> they don't even have to pay to fly <laughs> maybe there. He'll now. Be, maybe he'll be a barista in LA. I, yeah. It's a little annoying because it's like, you know, I don't know. What's the of course, deal with Robert Downey this, Jr.? Like, famous actor to just kind of like. What's his, oh, like, remember he was in all of those blinds, like back in the day. He was in the blinds, but he was also writing blinds about an actual Army person. Hammer? He was writing blinds. No, Robert no. Downey Jr. He was uh. one of the people who exposed the blinds around Hayden Panettiere and Diana Jenkins. And that whole like Room 23 book. Yeah, he was the situation. One. He was the one who he basically wrote. He was writing on a blind item forum that he was like a famous actor, kind of in a gossip girlish way. That he yeah. was aware of all of these certain things, and he spilled all this tea. You can read about it, like if you could. Google How do they know it, it was like, him? Because people figured out that it was him, and that he had this like burner account. If you Google it, there's a whole <laughs> explanation on an old Gawker article. I came across it again while I was deep diving into Diana Jenkins, but. Yeah, I think that brings it kind of in an interesting full circle. It is interesting. Does Robert Downey Jr. run Hollywood? I think yes. I think he has a lot of influence. I think when I think of Robert Downey Jr., I think of that book by Brett Easton Ellis. What's what's yeah. it called, Sammy? Less Than Zero. Less Than Zero. Why, like, I think of him. Book? Should I read this book? Is it good? Yeah, it's really It's good. really short. It was yeah. um I would read that again like just to see yeah. how um I think about it. Now, it was Brett Easton Ellis and it was um kind of about these like kids in LA who were like very wealthy and like burnouts and like really into drugs and kind of just like writing about their like apathy and their fucked up escapades. It reminds me of him because he was also sort of like that vibe like back in the it, like when he was in the movies in the 80s like those Bright, bright Lights those Big famous, City famous movies that he was in. I did he, did he write bright, bright Lights Big City? Who wrote that? Brett Easton Ellis. I think he did. But that's not the book. It's less than zero. Okay. What no, Bright movie? Lights, Bright Lights, it, was that him? No, that's Jay McInerney. Wait, did you know that he was with Sarah Jessica Parker from 1984 to 1991? Brett Easton Ellis? No, Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> I didn't know that. You know, I didn't really know any movies that Robert Downey Jr. was in until Tropic Thunder. Oh, you know what? I, why I think of him is because he was in the movie Less Than Zero. <laughs> oh, oh, that makes sense. Should I just watch the movie? No. no, no, the book was the book the was book. way better than the movie. <laughs> Did you way even better. read the book? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like Rat Pack. That was like weird science and he was in all that stuff. That's why I think of him for that. That makes a lot of sense. But guys, I think that's it. We're sending Kylie to the Cayman Islands to replace which jet are we sending her on though? She has to fly commercial. Fly commercial. commercial. She can fly Delta Economy. Comfort Plus. Delta fine, Comfort Plus. Fine, fine, We wouldn't want fine. Comfort Plus. She can have Comfort Plus. Until she learns her lesson. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then that next week we can see like who saves her. <laughs> she, has to, she has to rent out several timeshares in order to get released. <laughs> yeah, until she gets out, she has to sell them. <laughs> Working just isn't really her priority right now. That's corny. I know, but, you know, still, still works. Know. Not nobody's priority in that except Chris's. Although I really want to watch her masterclass. It came out, Chris Jenner's masterclass. Like really intrigued by it. Yeah, it's really good. Well, why, why not? Why not? I not signed up for masterclass. Um. Anyway, my mom and I signed up for that once, and we like didn't even like really do it. We did like same. I I signed up for it. And I watched a, like two split, things, like a, and then I was like, I'm not gonna watch this. I'm taking thing. Spanish. <laughs> oh, cool! <laughs> I dropped that at the end. It's like 15 minutes a day, and it's kind of fun. What and it, Mike so, overhears me. He's like, what are you doing? Okay, what have you, you learned so far? So, yeah, give us a sentence. Wait, you're give, putting me on the spot. I, <laughs> I was away last week, so I didn't do it, but I did it the week before. <laughs> Maybe Diane could tutor you. No, it's. I was really good. I was like getting all, all the perfect scores on the little tests too. I, I did Rosetta Stone back in the day for Hebrew, and I was really good. But then when you are when you don't practice, you just yeah. forget everything. Well, that's why yeah, I want to do to Spanish, people, like, because I feel like Spanish, I'll have a lot more ability to use that living if I, like in here. Yeah. Like I did, we just took French in high school. No, I have no one to speak French to at all. Can you speak any French anymore? I understand. Um, it's um, Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> French, was my, French was my worst subject in school. I loved French. I was so bad at it. She loves the crepe maker. 
Anyway, I'll give you great maker. I'll give you a bigger update. I mean, next, next week I'll practice before. Yeah, okay. us, get, prepare maybe a we sentence could do the episode. Next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe you could do it all in Spanish. Okay, well, adios for now. That's it for this week's At Betches podcast. You can follow me at Jordana Abraham. Follow me at Sammy. And I'm Eddie Lean. And be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple or Spotify. And tell all of your friends about the show if you love it, because we have fun doing it. So that would be great. Thank you. Talk to you next week on the At Betches podcast. Hasta pronto. At Betches is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Be sure to follow At Betches on Instagram and send us your emails to podcast at betches.com. Betches.